is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. Do you ever wonder what's on people's bookshelves, what books they're reading? I can tell you a lot about them. I've been reading books for as long as I could remember, starting out with Little House in the Prairie and moving up towards some fantasy, my adored fantasy series like Lord of the Rings, Dragon Riders of Pern, Game of Thrones, of course. But now as an adult and as a business owner and CEO, I tend to read a lot more business-oriented books. And of course, I have my favorite. I have my go-tos. And what I found is these top five books I'm going to talk to you about today are ones that I think every business owner, every CEO, every executive, every leader, every entrepreneur should read. They're that important. I won't say that you could just stick with these five and never read anything again, but they're a really good foundation. Even if you didn't fit into any of those categories that I mentioned, you could get something out of each of these, especially the first one we're going to talk about. And it's The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Gay Hendricks has written dozens of books. He was, I believe, a psychologist. I don't remember if he was a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Uh, had his own practice for years, and so he's he's learned a lot, applied a lot, and seen a lot of progress in some of the things he's done. One of the key concepts in The Big Leap is that we all have this, this thermostat for various metrics like relationships, success, health, love. And internally, in that thermostat, there's a limit. can only go up so high. And this explains why you or other people you've, you've observed seem to be going along swimmingly, let's say in a relationship, and then hits the skids and big problem and they're out of that relationship and into another one. Or success, like they seem to be doing really well and then all of a sudden some big problem, some, some bottom falls out from underneath them and they seem to be back in the same place. When there's that chronic, constant, can't seem to get past a certain salary level or level of love and romance and intimacy, Gay Hendricks calls that an upper limit problem. You've reached the top of your thermostat and you can't go any higher until you've raised your limit. One of his tools that he talks about in helping raise your limit, your upper limit, is the zone of genius. And you've, you probably have heard me talk about this in various other episodes because I really think that this is the key to doing purposeful, fulfilled work that has a much larger ripple effect than you can imagine. So he talks about the four zones. Zone of incompetence, zone of competence, zone of excellence, and zone of genius. Zone of incompetence, that's easy. I don't even think I need to define it. Zone of competence means you can do it, but somebody else could do it faster, better, easier, and probably not hate it. Zone of excellence, you're good at it. People happily pay you money to do it but it doesn't necessarily jazz you very much. You do it, it's, it's okay, it works, 
but it's you're somewhat neutral about it. Your zone of genius, on the other hand, is where you have so much energy and juice and passion and you could do those things that are in your zone of genius all day, every day, and still have tons of energy left over. You love those things that you do in the zone of genius. The problem is that we rarely operate the majority of our time in our zone of genius. But imagine if we did. So the big leap is worth reading to get those two concepts, the upper limit problem and the zone of genius, and really start looking at where is your zone of genius and where might you have upper limits that you can start to expand. The second book, and these aren't in any order, like, I mean, yes, I'm doing one, two, three, four, five, but it's just because that's how they showed up on my list. The second book on the list is Traction by Gino Wickman. This just is one of the smartest business books I've ever read. I have been passionate about business for almost two decades. I love business. I love how do things work? Why do they not work? How can they be improved? I love systems and processes and how can you make an organization work better, more efficiently? How can you help people thrive? Like all of that, like I love. And as a business consultant, I've helped my clients create lots of systems, lots of processes, all sorts of things. Traction was the book that I read that made me go, oh, this really encapsulates a lot of the things that I and and we do at the Schuler Group, but the way he talks about it, you know, it makes so much sense and it's almost simpler. Like, wow, there's so much in this book. I can't even, I, I don't want to go too much into depth or else this would be like an hour long podcast episode. But he talks about the six areas of your business, talking about having the right people in the right seats, um, systems and processes. So of course I love that your organizational structure, so of course I love that too, how to run effective meetings, setting your rocks, which are your big goals that you and your executive team work on every quarter, and just how you manage all that and how you work on those things and really make your organization run better, more efficiently, um, it's a, it's an it's an easy read. So in other words, yes, he talks about a lot of business stuff, but it's it it won't go over your head. Um, it's there's a lot of good stuff in there, and they also have a lot of resources online that you can go and download and bring into your own organization. The third book is The Ideal Team Player by Patrick Lencioni, and I did a whole episode on this. Um, so I'll briefly talk about it here. And then if you want to learn more, um, go listen to that, that other episode. This is the folk. The focus of this book is really about it's most important to have the right person in your organization rather than the fact that they can do whatever it is the job requires. In other words, their skills and experiences. The problem is most companies and organizations and people hire based on, you know, do they have the skills, experiences, requirements, uh, requisite education, etc., to do the job? Yes, great, we'll hire them. But if that person is not a fit, 
within the company with regard to the core values, then, gosh, there's just everything. Productivity drops and communication issues arise. And um, you might have really good people leave because you've got the wrong person in, in the seat. Uh, the other reason I really like this book is he starts out, he calls it a fable. So it's this somewhat story that follows how this new uh, president CEO of a company has to hire in order to meet the demands of two large projects that this company has has won. And so it's this story and it does, it keeps you intrigued. I mean, it kind of is a, a page turner. And then after the fable, he talks about applying this information. So it's really focused on getting the right people in the right seats. And, and again, these books really have just emphasized and underscored what I have known is our passion all along. And so there's that, oh, you know, other people think so too. And perhaps there can be this movement. Enough people read these books and start adopting some of these strategies and philosophies. Then again, we go back to that ripple effect. When people thrive, companies thrive. When companies thrive, communities thrive. When communities thrive, um, when communities thrive, then that has a more of a global impact. So imagine if everybody's doing their zone of genius work and they're the they're in the the right fit of the company because it's aligned with their personal values. Just imagine how awesome that is. The fourth book that I want to recommend is Start with Why by Simon Sinek. If you don't have time to read the book, go find his TEDx talk. I think it's about 20 minutes long, um, where he talks about starting with why. Most companies start with what it is they do. Instead, start with why. And the first time I read this, I felt a little bit like, man, he took my idea. Because I'd been talking about the deeper why for years and years with my clients. Now, it's actually not the same. And no, Simon Sinek did not steal it from me and I didn't steal it from him. Because I, the deeper why is really about going deeper, deeper, deeper till you get to that core kernel. From a business standpoint and seeing how understanding the why, going deeper or not, and how you should start there instead of here's what we do and here's how we do it, going with the here's why we do it first. He uses the example of Apple as the perfect example. He also uses examples of other companies like Southwest, um, Walmart, and how some of these companies continue to thrive because they start with why, and how some of these companies are not thriving and they're declining because they lost their focus on why. So it's just it's just such a smart, smart read. And, and again, this all comes from, from our philosophy and our core beliefs that we think it is important to know the why, the deeper why of your company, why your company exists. We think it's crucial that you have the right people in the right seats, that that's how you're going to thrive. So these books are kind of like preaching to the choir, but I suspect that since you're listening to this, it might be, you might be part of my choir as well. The last book that's on my top five required 
books on your list is How to Change Minds by Rob Jollis. And this book was recommended to me. I read it fairly quickly, probably within you know a couple weeks, and then I turned around and started it over again. It's that good. And he talks about, from a sales perspective, really understanding the person's place in the decision cycle. And he calls it a decision cycle, not a sales cycle. And it makes so much sense. And one piece that I want to call out for you, because this has made a huge impact, is he says, in this cycle, it starts out with maybe 2 to 3% of people are actually happy with where they are. That, and let's let's just take um, a car. They're very happy with their car. They don't want a new car. They don't need a new car. They're not they're not planning on getting a new car anytime soon. They are truly happy. And then there's there's this percentage of, you know, there might be a problem, <laughs> or maybe, you know, wow, we've put a hundred thousand miles on this car. I wonder if we need to start thinking. And then there's 79% of people, and this fits companies, organizations, that know there's a problem, they acknowledge it, and they're willing to live with it. So that means 79% of people know that there's a problem, and they're actually not willing to take action to fix it. That's a pretty big amount. So his book is a method of taking them through this cycle more quickly, getting them through that 79% more quickly into the investigation and criteria phase where they start looking at, okay, yes, let's let's look at, at making this change. And it's not manipulative. He talks all the time about here's the difference between being intentional and here's manipulative. If you ask this question or you make this statement, here's the manipulative way to say it, and here's the the intentional, conscious way to say it with the other person's needs in mind. Again, I found it so powerful that I finished it and turned around and started reading it again. So those are the five books. The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, Traction by Gina Wickman, The Ideal Team Player by Patrick Lencioni, Start With Why by Simon Sinek, and How to Change Minds by Rob Jollis. I hope that uh, I've given you some fodder for thought, as well as uh, some books to add to your bookshelf, whether that's virtual or real. And if you start reading these and apply these and you really see the power, I would love to hear what impact these books have had on your life and in your organization. So would love to hear from you. You can do that over at the website, www.theshulergroupllc.com. Until next time, may you thrive.